Ah, good Sabbath. I hope to only have about 10 or 15 minutes, but in that 10 or 15 minutes, I hope to help people better understand themselves and their perception and how they think and things like that. Using the example of the three types of people, because there are three types of people. There's people whose vision is in their past. There's some whose vision is their present. And there's some whose vision in their future. Um, Typically, people who their vision is their past live in their past. Um, Typically, people in the present live both in their past and in their future and present, too, because the present is a compilation of past, present, and future. And then there are people who wildly look to the future with just a total abandon for the present. Um, They're always, and these are the types of people who say, I'll be happy when. And I've known people like this. They'd get something, they'd be just thrilled. Oh, and then they'd be they'd be over it. Sometimes within seconds, they'd be over it. Um, the thrill was gone. Uh, the satisfaction. They're waiting for the next great, uh, you know, tantalizing experience or uh, purchase or whatever it is that you know, they look for. It's something new. They always want something new because it's different from what they have now. And being invested that so much in their future, they're not really living in their present. Here is the thing. If you land, okay, if you live in the land of might have been or could have been or even should have been, you're living in the past. You're living in uh, a theater that you have no direct influence in. The past is the past and it's over with. Um, and people that try to live in their past or people that do live in their past um, can never change it because you're not there to act upon it. You're not you're not live. You're physically not back where you were to do something about that. And if you were, you probably would want to go back further. So you got to the point where you had no understanding and no real influence as a child. The truth of the matter is this people who live in their past in the land of, you know, would have been, could have been, should have been, um, have one thing in particular. There are people who want to know what to expect. I think one of the reasons so many people are tempted uh, to live in their past and and who not just tempted, but who actively rehash their past and think back is because they already know. They already know what happened. They already know um, what pl- what part they played in it, what they could have done. It's like um, a person putting a six-piece child's puzzle together opposed to a person who has to put a 10,000-piece puzzle together. When you look at the six-piece puzzle and you put it together for the first time, it may be slightly difficult. When you put it together for the second and the third, it gets easier and easier. And the more you rehash it and relive it, the easier it gets until you know exactly. And I think that's why people are tempted to live in their past and why people do live in their past. Because they already know. The problem with the present and the future is we don't know. Moment to moment, we're going through life not really knowing what to expect. And if we manage our lives in such a way that we minimize the risk and maximize the benefits, um, we can improve it dramatically. And furthermore, 
if we're able to determine the things we actively have a part in and have influence over and can make a difference in, opposed to the things we have no control, no influence, um, really can't do anything about. When we separate those two, then we can choose to live more in the things that we have an influence in and can make a difference with, and our lives improve. People who are myopically focused upon things they really have no influence over or can really do nothing about are never satisfied because they don't have the influence and ability to change things, change that thing. Um, And some people, world hunger is one of them. We cannot, as individuals, really make an impact on world hunger. Now, if there was enough of us individuals, we could make a tremendous impact, but we couldn't stop it. We couldn't change it. Because the answer to world hunger really begins with the people who are hungry. They need to be actively engaged into overcoming their hunger. And they, if they have outside help, they need to take the outside help and apply it in such a way that their active involvement causes them to overcome their hunger. That's how it really works. In the real world, that's how it works. Um, well, no, I shouldn't say real world because in this world, it never works. It never works out because a lot of times the people who are hungry aren't doing enough for themselves, working with the people who are giving them the resources to overcome the hunger. And because of human nature, people abusing the system, stealing from it, things like that, it never goes forward. It just doesn't. People who live in the present are much better positioned to make differences in their own lives. Um, I frequently tell people who are in situations that are untenable. Um, situations that are fruitless to get out. That's my counsel to people who, whether it's a friendship, a romantic relationship, a marriage, um, a job, no matter what the relationship is, when I know a person, a friend, or someone seeking my counsel, if they tell me, for instance, if a woman tells me, um, yeah, my boyfriend, you know, I really love him and he does a lot of good things right, but, you know, he doesn't really love me or he doesn't treat me right or he's this or he's that or he has no future, no vision. <clears throat> I say then find someone who does. Find someone who's going to work with you and have where your vision and their vision mesh. And it's your, together, it's our vision. Instead of your vision or my vision, it's our vision. Um, Just a personal side note. My wife uh, was very popular. She was attractive. She was smart. She was very friendly. She was a people person. So a lot of guys wanted to date her in the church. Um, (laughs) I didn't like them, and they didn't like me. I said it. Well, anyway... There was a very honorable man named Michael, very good man. Um, He was a cop, but he was a very good person, and he had high moral standings. He was a a very good person. I didn't like him because of the way he treated me. He he didn't trust me, and he didn't think I was good enough for Nadine and all this other stuff. But he was dating her, and he liked her and all that. Well, anyway, it looked like they were very serious and perhaps could get engaged to be married. Well, one day they're talking about their vision for their future. Um, You know, what her vision is, what his vision is, and what they can work together, what would it be like, and all this. 
my wife went to BYU University, so she thought education was a very important thing. That's what she believed. She, edu- getting a uh, college education was a very important thing to do. Um, she prefers to live in a subdivision within 20 minutes of a Walmart, roughly. Um, she likes subdivisions. She likes neighbors. She likes people. She doesn't want to live out on some farm somewhere raising chickens and stuff. So when they're discussing their um, their visions for their future, she's talking about college, subdivision, uh, you know, those types of things, inexpensive vacations to beautiful places or like Chicago, you know, big city once in a while. And then she says to him, well, what is, what is your vision for your future, which will be our future because women give up their life when they marry a man. And he said, I want to have a farm and raise pigs and chickens and live out in the country. Um, that's what I want to do. No college, nothing. Just raise pigs and chickens out on the farm in the middle of nowhere. Um, that was his vision. That was his dream. That's what he wanted to do. It shocked my wife. Shocked her. It was like, really? That's it? I don't want to do that. Clash of visions. Yes direct clash of visions and then I come along and I start dating and I've already been to college but I didn't finish I went to the University of Maryland I didn't finish my degree so when we start dating and talking my vision is very much like her vision we both like to travel we both love love food different foods good foods we love the beach we love the sun we both love the university or college experience I want to get my degree. I want to finish it. Her vision of life, in my vision, I want to have kids. She wants to have kids. Almost everything that was important to her was important to me and vice versa. Vice versa. Um, So because our dreams were so much alike and because in temperament and morality, we never had sex before marriage. We didn't do that. Um. In other words, we conducted ourselves honorably. I did not want to marry a woman I had taken before a marriage. I just didn't want to do it. I didn't want to pressure her. Didn't I just didn't want to do it. I felt like it would be a bad start to a good marriage to do stuff. And she felt the same way. So we didn't. We chose not to. Could have very easily. She was attractive. I had been married before. I knew what sex was like. She never had sex. She didn't know what it was like. So, I mean, there was a lot of... Uh, elements that could have combined to cause it to happen, but we both decided together that we would not go down that road, and we didn't. And being a, and we had some differences that were like night and day, like most people, but because of the things that were most important in our relationship to each of us and the fact that our visions were so closely aligned, we worked together as a husband and wife for 35 plus years on a very happy marriage, the children, I got my degree, I became a general contractor. I mean, a lot of things in our life worked out because of the choices we made um, for ourselves and for each other and the focus we had on our family. That's it. You cannot live in the past and have a present. If you live in the present, you have to have past and future combined at different degrees, different amounts. Because if you live in the present with too much of your past, you don't have much of a future. 
If you live in the present with too much of the future and don't reference the past to make decisions, you're apt to make bad decisions. So there has to be a balance and a continuity between traveling to the past and looking to the future when you're in the present in order to have balance in your life and to live a life that's fulfilling, satisfying. Two things in life that are invaluable, peace and happiness. Yeah. No, the, no amount of money can buy peace and no amount of money can buy happiness. And in a, in a relationship, when you strip everything away, the only thing that's left besides the love is peace and happiness, if it's a good relationship. Um, in both parties, if the relationship is what it should be, each party will be seeking to ensure the other has peace and happiness in their life. So the natural sacrificing for one another will take place because both the man and the woman will want to ensure the peace and happiness of their companion. And that's it. All other relationships that are not based on that fail. It's true. True love produces the natural peace and happiness. That's a fact. And living your life in the present um, with referencing the past and looking to the future can help bring about that peace and happiness because you will make better decisions. Um, and even if you make mistakes, you will learn from your mistakes and you will not make those same mistakes. You'll be going forward. You live in your past, you make the same mistakes over and over because you cannot change your past. And living in the land of could have been or should have been is a pretty poor substitute to live in the present working toward your future. Okay, it's been almost 15 minutes. I got to go. I got to get heading out. Think about this because if you get too tethered to material things or to an individual, or an occupation, or a hobby, or anything, you're cheating yourself. It's not the way to live your life. If you want, love, peace, and happiness. Okay, that's it. Remember, it's the Sabbath day, so don't pull any BS. All right, goodbye.